I am unashamed. What about you? We don't look spiritual at all. Mm-hmm. We have no yeah, where's your Bible? Never. <laughs> look, never go to a confrontation unarmed. <laughs> Where are we at in Acts? Well, I was John? just John. I was just browsing. John, go ahead. Yeah, so y'all didn't bring a Bible. (laughs) (laughs) They got the little set Bible there. I'm always good luck reading that. Can you even see that? I would have to have readers to the power of five to be able to read that. And John chapter what? Like, have you seen that movie? I was actually going to ask you just to kind of get a little heads up. Well, but interject, Tony. You can tell based on our pre. Filming conversation. That's actually we have this with well, that we're actually filming. By that way, just happened so you know. oh, okay. sixty seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that you now that you've been on right. air for the last minute, is this mic on? Yeah. Uh, as far the as the plan back. is, there is no plan. There's no plan. <laughs> no. So and that's one thing I like about this family. There's no rules. No, but no plan and no rules. And that's yeah, taking well, some time to get to you. So grace, but you always <laughs> should have yourself armed, especially if you're sure. here. And I meant you know. With the with yeah. the sword with the sword. So you guys, this this is Phyllis's second time uh, on Unashamed, but ironically, you're in the lair for the first time, right? The new setting because the old podcast setting is now your bedroom, right? You know, which we we've mentioned that on the podcast, and so there's a like a master bathroom just off the bedroom, obviously. And that's where our sound engineer had all his equipment in the bathroom. I was like, we were the only podcast in America where the sound engineer was working out of the bathroom. I, I mean, I have to think, nobody else has that set up. And, and you're so fancy now, it seems. <laughs> Well, yeah, look at it now. We've got our little lair oh, here. Nice. Have you thought about knocking out this wall, putting in like a live studio audience out here, putting some chairs in? You know, and we could get Sell some tickets. We could get some of the meth heads down the street to come and sit in and watch. That'd be really great. I'm sure. Let them sit in the four wheeler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually, we could probably sell that experience. We could probably do pretty well. Distancing, distancing. So an, that's an audience to know about it. Half the people would get turned around before they even got down here. True, that's, and the rest and of them would probably. I'm get double shot parked at. right now. So, <laughs> so Tony, this is your first time. It this is. is Tony, the the husband of. Phil, or is, is what his dad say? Phyllis's man. Phyllis's man. Phyllis's man. man. Right. Uh, or, or when he's talking to you, it's your woman, right? That's, right. Yes, that's the reference. For sure. So, so dad, uh, you were saying something earlier. I want you to tell the audience that happened this week when Tony came into your house. I, I think it's a good microcosm of our whole growing up situation. You remember what you told us when he came in? Yeah. Well, it's it's. I tried to remember if anyone else had ever done that. I don't but, remember what... But in my 74 years, I've never had someone walk up and say, today's my birthday. And I'm like... <laughs> I said, so... <laughs> oh. But then it occurred to me, I said, well, you need to ask him how old he is. <laughs> well, how old are you? He said, 51. I'm like... Fifty-one. Yep, you're on the you're on the top of the mountain. You're going off, <laughs> sliding down. You're We're going the same down the age, don't you're going we down are. the far yeah. yeah. Okay, you are yeah. the same age. Half half a century. Yeah. So I thought that was so. What would you say, Jess? You was like that I, sums up my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> that one conversation is the whole kitten caboodle. It, it my is. Wife. It's two families coming together. Family culture conversation. Mm-hmm. It's different. Missy will send me a text when it's my dad's birthday, and she said, it's your dad's birthday today. I said, he don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but she always does that. Right. Like, uh, you need like, to be sure. What, am I going to call him and wish him happy birthday? Because that would get extremely awkward. <laughs> I said, I'll think of something. But if I said 51 <laughs> in nine months, yeah, that that speaks to us. That's yeah. more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Which yep. is true. Mm-hmm. Well, dad's just never, dad doesn't like to celebrate things, anything, really. I mean, just, you know, I guess Christmas we liked because it's Jesus and we get our family together. But dad's just never been much on it. So I know it makes him awkward. Why well, don't want to make him awkward? Like, because Lisa will say, well, are you going to say something to your dad about his birthday? I said, no, he doesn't want to talk about his birthday. Like, especially, I don't know when you passed the year you were like now, it's like, well, you know. Once you hit 74 and you realize that the average age of a male lives to be 77, you're like, let's see, 44, 45, 46. 
<laughs> it's not something I'm jumping up and down about when they say you're another year older. That's just one year that's behind. I'll you. confess, I've never liked the concept anyway. I, I, if we if we went back and had conception day, maybe that would be better because then it would yeah. maybe people that's wouldn't got meaning wouldn't too. take the life of unborn children. But to me, uh, you know. Or, or the spiritual birthday, you know, when you're baptized. I like I like it when people come up to me and they'll say, I remember, and they'll say a date, and I'm looking around like, I, have a lot I said, of is that your birthday? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I, and they're like, you don't remember, you know, baptize me? Which, it's the no. Korean culture who counts the nine months in utero. Yeah, I knew there was a culture mm-hmm. that did it. They mm-hmm. do. I'm pretty well, sure it's I, I think that's up. great. I yeah. like that. They they count, I thought I had come up with something nobody had thought of. Nope. Missed but the again. problem is with your plan, Jace, is that, that how do you even sing that? Happy Conception Day to you. Happy Conception Day to you. Happy no, Conception you... Day, dear seedling. No, duh, <laughs> older brother. You can still say birthday because it's yeah the day you were born, sort of. Because you might, I mean, you got yeah. out of the womb, which is the only part. We met a, a guy that used to live, actually lived up where y'all are living, and he says he can remember being in the womb. I asked him, I said, mm. when he told me that, I stuttered him for a little bit. By the way, he was a artist. <laughs> and Here it comes. Yeah. We've already started. He was an artist. Yeah. And I said, so, I said, how was it? And he said, it was dark and it was warm. I said, dark and warm. I said, well, did you remember coming out of there? He said, I do. He said it was like the light at the end of a tunnel. And he said, what I didn't realize, he said, when I came out, he said they had these big lights, like a huge light. And he said, I remember looking up at it. It was getting in my eyes. He said, I was squalling well, like Well, I baby. think the, all I remember that story, because I was in the duck blind oh when he shared that story, and I think it was Jay Stone said, well, at least we know what your problem is now. And he said, what? And Jay said, you're a bald-faced liar. <laughs> Can you imagine Stone just, oh, yeah. saying that? Yeah, yeah. I'd count on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you this. The moral of the story here for me is that you got to be careful what you say in the Robertson's house because it'll end up on a podcast. <laughs> there's no secrets here. Oh, yeah, there's no secrets But that's here. biblical. We talked about that last podcast. Jesus said, I said nothing in secret. Right. So we've taken that. That's good. Well, we have. And so what, one of the things I'll tell our audience, because Lisa and I spent a lot of time with, with Tony and Phyllis, is that that's what I, one of the things I love the most about Tony <clears> is, you know, you can come into this setting and be a little intimidated, you know, because of the way everybody is and sarcasm and all the stuff we do. But Tony just rolls with it, and I, I mean, I, obviously, he's been married to Robertson for forty-four years, so I know, I know you, why. I was going to say you have no idea. But. <laughs> I have every idea, <laughs> and so, uh, but that's what I love about you, Tony. I mean, I can throw Tony under the bus, and he's just rolling Tony. right out, and we're laughing about it. We've just been, been preparing you all these uh, years. I tell you, and I and I told you, you have me on here, and I'm going to cost you a fortune in editing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, right, we got one yeah. of the best. Over there. Editing's about like the plan. <laughs> It doesn't happen much. <laughs> we find it's better to just leave it all natural. You know, it's just like Dad's yard. You know, it's, I mean, why do you really need the manicure? Just somebody you, actually why asked. Why are you on your yard? I don't know. Well, he just let. Phil's greatest line of all. If I had a top ten Phil lines, and he's had a lot. Of good I have ones. one that I'm not sure where it is. Got. I have to put something spiritual above this. But the one of the top five lines that phil ever said was when someone asked him they said how often do you mow your grass and phil said the frost will get it (laughs) (laughs) i had to stop and think about that oh that's a good line Phil. that actually could be on a t-shirt there the problem is when i tried that line with my lovely new wife missy Mm. she didn't think that was funny Because you're living in a subdivision in town. That's I said, the frost will get it. She's just looking at me. I thought, crickets. okay, maybe that was a private job. I guess you had to be there but You tested get it. it out. You tried it out. It didn't work. Yeah. Crickets. The thinking behind mowing grass invariably is like shaving. It. You do it. So when others drive by, they will say, that's a, yeah, he's a civilized. That's what I'm saying. There's two things <laughs> You're not I noticed. Good at because you say, I mean, 
So it's up knee high or it's up this high. <laughs> Same concept with your hair. Phil doesn't cut hair or grass. It's there's right. it's identical, the same principle. So tell from time to time I get the, the little redneck girl living up the road. She'll come down there and I'll, if it starts getting in my way, you're hanging up on vines and whatnot. You know? But nobody's noticing. Yeah, we didn't really know. No. I'm I'm pretty sure that the same little redneck girl is the one who's cut my hair the couple times since I've been here. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. We we have the same we have cricket. the same person. Cricket, cricket, cricket. that's cricket. the one. Barber. Yeah, Jason's yeah. like he didn't never heard of cricket. So, now, so but I knew she was a redneck with because when she said I'm cricket, okay. <laughs> she didn't have to say anything. You're yet. not far from here. <laughs> she's awesome, by the way. She's, yeah. she's really yeah. awesome. I love the name. She's yeah. great. So tell tell Tony and Phil's dad, when you were at Louisiana Tech and you and mom were living in Vetville and you had me, and what did the, the dean of, was it dean of housing or something? Somebody came and paid you a visit. I mean, I've heard you tell that story. <laughs> yeah, I've told it was the dean of men. Dean of men. So, so when you When somebody says you have to go to the dean of men's office, yeah. that means... There's there's a problem. The dean of if they the dean. Do they a, have a dean of one women? of the students at a, a major university. Just for if, men. If you are dictated and told go to the dean of men's office ten o'clock on Friday morning, that means there's a problem. Okay, seriously. So I go in ready for the problem, and I thought, why would he be wanting to talk to me? For Did it? they have a dean of women? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I sat sit sit down there, and I'm like, yes, sir. He said, Phil. He said, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the sign on your road that you live on? Do you remember the street you live on? What's that street called? I said, let's see, Scholar Drive? Scholar Drive? He said, Scholar Drive. He said, the president of the university had some dignitaries over, and we're driving by, and we're driving on Scholar Drive. And as we passed each student's house... We were impressed with, you know, their yard work and all, but when we got to your house, he said, Phil, I don't know how to say this. He said, but it's 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 not a good reflection of Louisiana Tech. It's just, I said, you mean all my equipment? He said, <laughs> he said I mean all of that junk. <laughs> so, I said, well, what in the world do you want me to do about it? He said, Get it out of sight. No <laughs> junk on Scholar Drive. No junk. So he was oh, trying to get funny. me to. So that's one of the. Have you ever heard that? That was one good? of the greatest oh. lessons I ever learned while going to college. Always have a neat yard, or you you can't pass this test. And you you have two degrees in Louisiana. All he was talking about was decoys, nets, aluminum boats, boat. motors. <laughs> that needs to be your next your book. Look, huh? no junk on Scholar Drive. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Has a great ring to well, it. Well, and you learned that lesson because your whole life is never—it's never looked like that again. The the junkyard Plus, scholar. One drive. time, the coaches came <laughs> and paid me a visit, and they happened—I'd happened to shot a deer out of season, which out of sight, out of mind. That's so when they knock on the door, Miss Casey, well, well, we'll hey, that coach, out, right? how y'all doing? So two or three coaches walk in there, and then the, going into the bedroom, I had a hook up in the in the doorway. And I had the deer oh, hanging man. there, and I was skinning the deer. With the number three washtub. Of course, it was blood and guts coming out of the deer inside the house. They said, what are you, what are you doing? I said, out of sight, out of mind, boys. I said, sometime you got to clean them where no one knows you're cleaning them. Until there's a knock on the door. They're still talking about that one. So it's at the risk of sounding like Skip Kubion, I, I can remember that duplex we lived in. Yeah. And I still remember that. That thing you're talking about that was between those two doorposts yep. where those deer would hang because that wasn't the only time it ever happened. So it was really interesting as a because I was there till we were I was four years old, so I can remember Bradshaw coming by. I mean, I, you just had those kind of flashes of memory mm-hmm. that happened during that period of time. So it's hard to be a woodsman <clears throat> and receive a college education simultaneously, <laughs> and yet you did it. Huh? Hey, I pulled and, it off. And a, and a fisherman. Let's take a quick break. So uh, one of the things we found out about running a business, Phyllis used to run a like a nursing home health. Home home health. health yeah, so you know, small businesses. Part of the problem is now you got so many much stuff going on with wrongful lawsuits and all these regulations that you have to have somebody do human resources. Well, if you got a big company, 
you might can pay a guy or a gal 70000 a year, but if you're a small business, what do you do? You, know, you can't hardly do anything. So we got a company here that sponsors the podcast called Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E. And basically, they're going to dedicate an HR manager by phone, by email, real-time chat. I mean, basically, you can get it reasonable, and you can afford it. It's month-to-month, no hidden fees. You cancel any time, $99 a month. Um, so if you want to check these guys out, if, if this hits where you're needing as a small business, you go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Robertson, and you get a free HR audit. So it's Bambi dot com slash Robertson. What I was going to say, just to supply some spiritual, and the reason I turned to Acts 17, I think here, now I have a new sister and her husband, Tony, who is an artist. No problem. Weirdness is in in our family. Oh, you figured which that is out. why we love Tony so much. He just fits right. And in. when I was doing my research, because it was exciting about my new sister, I'm like, okay, they spent five years in Nicaragua. I had just adopted, well, acquired a Nicaraguan daughter. <laughs> and you just have He didn't buy her, people. You <laughs> just happened, her. happened to right be word. in Nicaragua while we were doing our, our silly show yeah. that did. God used to plant a seed in over a hundred countries that it's okay to pray together to a, a real God as a family. But it made me think of this verse, you know, here we are today talking about this in Acts 17, which is probably one of my most used verses, especially when I'm sharing Jesus with someone for the first time, because they're asking themselves or have thought about many times, how did I get here and why am I here? Mm-hmm. And when you read Acts 17, I think it just, it makes sense. It brings some clarity to unanswered questions in our life. So what he said was, he says, Acts, in Acts 17, 26, he says, From one man God made every nation of men that they should live on the earth, and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. That's great. It does. Really it does. Because a lot of times you're like, well, how did this happen? Why did this happen? What? How did it all end up here? And then you read that and you think, oh, okay. It was God's plan, even though it might have looked confusing to us along the way which is a question i have for both y'all so um and that was a perfect segue to it jay so you know now that we know each other so well and i'm still learning history is every time we're together we talk about growing up i meet more tony's family this last time so i Mm -hmm. learned more about your childhood so it seemed like to me god's favor was on both of you and i know you fellas for sure again jace is right outside of our you know, inability. We don't have the ability to see around time, so we can only just do the years as they go along. Obviously, God had the whole; He knew everything that was going to happen. But you guys, I mean, you really shouldn't be as I used to use the word normal with this crowd, but you shouldn't be as 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 set as you are, both faith wise and all that, based on how you grew up. I mean, it's just, and we talk about it a lot in our family. Dad and I both shared our testimony this week on another podcast, so. How did that happen? I mean, where do you think that came from? What was driving you? Because, Phyllis, you literally did it on your own. I don't know about Tony's beginnings, but I know I know yours was that way. I just have to, you know, we we did find one scripture. I forget where we found that scripture um, about generation after generation. Um, it seems to me that when you gave your heart to Christ in 75, while I was still in my mother's womb, that um, that grace that was poured out over you and over your family as the leader of your family, it's like God knew that, that I was there and existed. Somehow extended to and you. And it extended to me because wow. otherwise it doesn't make a whole lot of sense um, being, no. being the way that I was. Um, the way that I wanted to go to church, <clears throat> the way that I wanted to serve God, the way that I approached life. And then just some things, we were talking about it yesterday, just how differently I view the world. So some of it I think is just genetics. Some of it, I think, is God's grace. And I've always knew, known that God had his hand on me. I didn't know why. I just thought, okay, well, I met Tony, someone who, you know, I wanted to be in missions. Met him our first date. He's already been to Japan. He had lived with a pastor. He taught English as a segue to the gospel. Um, so we talked about 
hey, wow, met another Christian, met somebody who wants to serve Christ on the mission mm-hmm. field. Like, this is looking like, you know, a perfect match. And we, we did short-term mission trip after short-term mission trip after short-term mission trip and finally went on the mission field full-time to Nicaragua, mm-hmm. like you said. We love Karina, by the way. She's yeah. adorable. Yeah. Um, and we, it's, it's just like I thought God just was preparing me for the life that he had set before me, but it seems like like 2020, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> there's more maybe here to this story that God wants to do. So there definitely, there were, you know, there have been great people and still are great people in my life who are influence, influencers in my life. Um, but there was a lot of hardship. There was a lot of hardship. And so, but God just got me through it. God got me through it. You know, somebody, <clears throat> that podcast we did this week, Dad, I thought Ken made an interesting point I'd never thought about. We talked about who would you say are the greatest <clears throat> men of the Old Testament, you know, and you think, well, if you could pick three. And so I was like, well, Abraham, Moses, you know, the people you, but he, and then he he said three, <clears throat> other, it was it was Daniel, Job, and somebody else. And he said, Elijah, Elijah, and it was people who had been under extreme duress and had had the ability to overcome that and still be faithful, you know, to God. And I thought, man, that's a really interesting point. You know, we look at greatness in different ways. Sometimes greatness is enduring Mm -hmm. and still having a faith, you know, which is powerful, which is sort of your life. What about you, Tony? I mean, because we talk a lot on this last trip right. about some of the difficulties you have. But what about on the face side? Where did that sure come into play? growing up? Um, I grew up with a little brother about twenty months younger than me, and uh, mom took us to church every Sunday. And so I grew up with uh, learning a foundation, having a biblical foundation, going to Sunday school, learning all the Bible stories, and and learning scripture. And I too felt like that somehow, and it was kind of hard to really put it in words, but just felt that God had his hand on my life, just that he was kind of there. And, you know, my late teen teen years, I kind of got a little restless and uh, just church just wasn't filling me anymore, just wasn't meeting my need. And uh, so I decided to go to another church. And there I heard the God at the age of 19, I heard the gospel for the, for the very first time. Mm -hmm. So how, Mm -hmm. how can you go 19 years in church without hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ? And you can. You can yeah. go to church every week and still not really get it. Right. And so I heard it in a, in a very concise, easy-to-understand um, way. And so I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And from there, uh, I was involved, active in church. And so we have you know, different backgrounds. I'm sure. from Iowa, and she's from Louisiana. And uh, I grew up in the same house for 21 years. And it's actually the house that my mom grew up and lived in. Wow. And so it was very uh, stable like that. And um, and we moved every two or three, four, six months from the time I was born. <laughs> so when did you know you were artistically inclined? Oh, ever since I could remember, it was I got serious with art at the age of ten, because my parents for for my birthday got me a master art studio set, and I still have the picture today of this big box on my lap. And so they the, must have seen something before. Yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. noticed that. Ever since I could remember. You were drawing you know, stuff. Drawing and, and yeah. painting instead of going out and, you know, I went out and played some ball, played in the you yard. Know, that's, a, that's a gift. Yeah, it, 100%. It's like you know, playing a guitar, you, you, you know, jubels. I mean, <laughs> I was wondering right. if we were going to get to jubel. To jubel. <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> jubel. You need to find the one who's the artist. Cause I that's the, and I, I did. did. And, but if you did. watch artists like you, you're like, how in the world? Now, if you don't have the gift, you have no idea how they do That's it. <laughs> I mean, so that it, just came to you early. It did. And, you know, and we had that conversation, the father of musicians today, Jubal, and there yeah. is a guy back in, and I didn't prepare for this, you know, so I can't remember his name. But there was we're not a, prepared. We've been preparing no, for this our whole lives. So. <laughs> We've been preparing for being unprepared. That's what yeah. we But uh, God actually, uh, gosh, it was Genesis or Exodus, God called him out by name and said, you know, you're going to build the tabernacle and, uh, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, I'm going to have Moses, I'm going to have this guy do this. And uh, hmm. can't help to think that he might be the father of artists today. Of the artists, yep. yeah. Because so. there was a lot of beautiful stuff that definitely went along with everything that you saw. And, you know, <clears throat> and you're right, God gave all those instructions. Sometimes we're a little bit harsh on structures and things like that. But, you know, God asked for most of those to be built. There were reasons why, because he was preparing us for what we have now. Which Now we are the artwork of God. We're the holy temple. You know, we're the thing that sings the praises, you know, it's not just that that structure anymore. So it's kind of interesting how he does it. Let's uh, let's take another break. 
So I got a great uh, Christmas idea, Christmas gifts idea, oh, and you great. had two sons. Tell Phil, he'll. So, so one of our uh, sponsors, Duke Cannon, has the coolest stuff. Soaps. This one's called uh, Working Man's Face Wash. There's some bloody knuckles there. But they've got some special ones for the Christmas. Listen to these two, Jace. One is called a grooming gift. It's called Frothy the Beer Man gift set. Hmm. So... You is know. that like a gag gift to all our Oh, friends? no, this is the real deal. But it would be a good gag gift, maybe to yeah. decide. So here's one I know you'll love, Beards That Stole Christmas Gift Ooh. Set, which has got all kinds of cool soaps and stuff like that. So it's a really cool idea. Their stuff is high quality. It's all I use now uh, for soap. Really good. Um, so anyway, you want to check these guys out, especially before Christmas. Um, you go to, um, let's see. Okay. You go to Duke Cannon. One word, DukeCannon.com. Use the promo code HOLIDAYFIL, and you get 10% off your next order. Free shipping if it's over 30 bucks. So DukeCannon.com. Use the promo code HOLIDAYFIL. Also, Target uh, carries these, and we saw some at some other little a gift shop. hole in the wall gift shop yeah, somewhere. And, and you immediately thought, that's a great gift oh, idea for the boys. That's going in my boys'. Plus, I got yeah. this, and I said, man, I might have had that coronavirus because I, I popped this, and I— I smelled it. I said, I can't even smell it. And I looked down and it said, fragrance free. <laughs> I don't know what I didn't smell it. No corona for you. DukeCannon.com. So I wanted to, we told the story on the podcast when you were here, Phyllis. I mean, the, the first go through. But there were a couple of things now that Tony's on here. I wanted to kind of revisit that <clears throat> because I was thinking about it knowing you guys were coming on. I thought, that that was only like ten months ago. <laughs> I mean, I mean that seems super imagine. weird now. We've only been here three months, three I, and a half months. Well, that's what I'm saying. Actually, <laughs> tomorrow marks the tomorrow marks the day that we've been in t- the year 2025 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I think you're yes. right. So I don't know if it's because of everything we've dealt with this year that I found that hard to believe that when this year started mm-hmm. was when the process started for you to reach out to us and so I, I was just i made a note of this so december 29th 2019 which was a sunday dad you preached at white sphere road it was it was somebody wanted to do a state of the union jay's poo-pooed that so so we what? got <laughs> he wasn't even paying attention <laughs> well, i was why, looking up this verse it's you're looking at exodus your, 31 your yeah he's looking no. at a stop market that's what he's got exodus where's the stop market up or down <laughs> I'm I'm up. <laughs> I was looking up your verse, which is Exodus 30. Okay. Oh, it's great. No, it says, uh, where was it? Uh, just had it. It says, and he is, he is filled. This is Exodus. Hold on. Is it 31? I'm, I'm glad you looked at it. 31 says to make artistic designs for work in mm-hmm. gold and silver and, and in bronze. But 35, Exodus 35 says, He has filled them with skill to perform every work of an engraver and of a designer and of an embroiderer in blue and in purple and in yep. scarlet material there, there and fine linen. Yeah. So I'm like, so that was all yeah, the different. I was, I, was making, I was checking you. I was making sure you just wasn't right. throwing that out. <laughs> no, I didn't remember. You know, somewhere that. in the Bible it says, how many times have you heard people leave? Now, what is this about the State of the Union? What are you talking about? So I was, I was setting the stage to tell a story about the Sunday that you guys came with your boys because you were visiting mm-hmm. family yeah. in Louisiana. Tell me that wasn't a plan from God. Oh, it has mm-hmm. to be. And no. so, and of all the days, but you're talking about I'm pooping on the state of the well, union. No, I, I'm giving. Let me give a PSA. No, I was. Is that a public service? <laughs> I was saying that in a positive way during the holidays. Yeah, but that was that was. Ordained. I mean, I had to fight for this. We, <laughs> That's why at I our said church you for years, they've always had a here's the state of the church at the end of the year, and so I marched up there as a volunteer member i'm mm-hmm. i don't have any ties there nobody's paying me anything and i said why do we do this during the holidays of having a state of the church and they're like do you have a problem with that i was like yeah and they like, they said why i said nobody cares <laughs> i said all these people from holidays people family come in from all over the world and they have to sit here and listen to the state, I've of never our seen church. him more animated. <laughs> it will get inside. So they were like, that. "How do you really feel about it, Jace?" <laughs> I said, "Why don't we have a celebration of Jesus since it's during the holidays and it's the time between Christmas and New Year's, mm-hmm. so you can focus on Jesus, get fired up, and then make some changes." 
And they said, fine with us. You do it. <laughs> but so, that's the first thing. If you come in with saying, I've got a better idea than as a volunteer, the next thing's going to be at our church is then you do it. So I called You're Phil, and we, that's how that happened. But I didn't know God was working kind of from the big picture. So we both picture. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I did the Lord's Supper, and you did the sermon. Jace was in charge. Well, yeah, it's I, the it first like, time yeah. in the history of Ways Ferry Road that Jace has been in charge of a Sunday morning. I was it gone. Was. All the other guys were gone. Trent was gone. We had him. Which back. I figured out why they do the state of the church. Because everybody's gone. Wait, because they, they're all gone. So they don't have to listen to it. Everybody's, I said it's, it's literally like. I mean, I, I ripped it. I, I was I gave you the clean version, but I was like, have you ever heard dogs howling in the middle of the night? And yes. I was like, that's how uncomfortable. Have a, we have a blue healer. Yeah. I said, so what about. To the point so Jason, <laughs> I'm upset about this. He's like, well, right before you get to the point, I got to say, when he was going through that whole thing, it reminded me of Steve Martin and planes, trains, and automobiles. When he's just ripping into John Candy, he says, you know, when you have your, you tell your little stories, here's something, have a point. Yeah. It's so much more meaningful to the listener. <laughs> I should have used that. That was pretty good. All right, so I was setting the stage till Jace goes off on the rant when we woke him up. Uh, that that Sunday, you were preaching. Jace was running the whole assembly in in place of state of the union. I did the Lord's supper. And what talk. y'all, what neither one of you knew, was that in the audience that day were was your daughter, who we had no idea about yet. And Tony and their right. two boys. No, it was just us. Who I met. Just y'all. I thought yeah. it was it. Now, y'all talk yes. about that. You know, I've already that's apologized I this. Oh, I want to okay. tell the story because we hadn't told that. I had to apologize <laughs> to y'all because I was, I meet a lot of people everywhere. Right. And so. <laughs> you were so friendly. And there. see, at that point, we okay. didn't have you much were. of a frame of reference for what that probably looks like to you yeah. on a normal basis because. But start with the part about you not getting out of the car. So we had a letter prepared to bring to you. Because I just wanted to protect your privacy and just let you. You'd have already a mailed two copies. Yes, I, I sent one to the church. I sent one to the business, and then I wanted to hand deliver one because I. I wound up with both of them, by the way, <laughs> in a weird turn of events. You and not, and not him. That's really you know God does what God does. Because the and first then, one I never opened. And so I got a second so, one. That's why we I did three. That one. <laughs> Would two we have met you all sooner him? if we hadn't? If you were there and we handed the letter to you, yeah, hmm. probably, yeah, maybe. Hey, it, I mean, no offense. Don't, don't put him up on a pedestal. <laughs> you did awesome, Jace. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. So we we drove down, and it was because um, we we had kind of looked around the, the White Ferry Road Church of Christ <laughs> website, and we were looking to see, you know, how how can we get a letter to you. And when we were doing that, we found that you would be preaching that Sunday. And I'm like, well, you're we welcome. were coming down anyway to visit a, uh, an old friend of ours. So we stopped in and we went to church there. We pulled up in the parking lot, though, and I was nervous. Ooh. And I was just like, do I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what, you know, this is, I'm looking around and people are walking into church with First full time. beards and camo. And I'm like, these <laughs> folks are actually coming. To, they look like Doug Dynasty looking <laughs> People and I'm we like, started a movement. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you did, and they knew you were there, and I think you had people come in to visit a ton. Well, to Jace's point, it's a great day to have a dad up. By the way, they were the excited. Attendance was way up. I'm sure we'll do it from now on. It was great. It was. It was great. But I was still nervous, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Take deep breaths. He's he's the guy who's like, come on, you can do this. So we make it from the car through the parking lot and inside, and then I'm just, I just feel like. Exposed. I don't know the better word for it. But. So when you see me walk out, you knew. Did you know, or do you just think I some gray beard? Oh, I knew who you were. Yeah. I knew you were. You, you had also you had arm guards around you. There's a thing on the internet you can look up images of actual people, and it is the exact pictures all over the internet. They are pictures. So she. Well, I I love worship. I, we've talked about that some. I love uh, worship. Um, I've led worship. Been on worship team for twenty something years, and so. When we got there and we were seated, you all were practicing before service started. So before service ever started, they were going over their song that they were going to, their, their special song. I actually song. was there. I wasn't, because pra- I was in charge of that, right. Missy and I. Yeah. So that was It was we awesome. It was very settling. It was very calming. You know, you just have that atmosphere. You begin to have that atmosphere of worship. And so I really think that helped just to kind of settle my hmm. nerves a little bit. But then when it was time, <clears> you, you did come in. I'm like, hmm. There's these guys around him. I'm not thinking I'm just going to walk up and hand you a letter. Yeah. Yeah, especially right before he speaks. <laughs> so anyway, the yeah. service goes on. And at one point, Tony's like, are you going to go give the letter? And then the service is over. And then psh, you were out. She was. F- and I was like, 
you know, I think that doesn't I, hang around to chit chat. I'm like, what am I? And I guess I just kind of took one of those big deep breaths and pulled up my britches and said, "I'm gonna go give the letter to focused. you." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm just doing it, and I got up and I walked in, just kind of like blinders on. And yeah, I got out of her way, and she's just making a beeline for the front. So you were super friendly. I handed you. I said, you. "Hey, I, I I have this letter for your dad. It's really important to me. Could you make sure he gets it?" Sure, sure. And you kind of patted Tony on the shoulder. Man, yeah. I'm glad. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're so, I have no memory of this. <laughs> you're Dang like, it. we're so glad you came down. Where are you folks from? You know, we're from Missouri. And okay, great. We're so glad to have you. You're thinking, man, this is this was a success. So, what you decided uh, so to hang do. Hang up, those. Let's take a break. So I can't think of a better. Uh, ad sponsor for our podcast today uh, with you guys here uh, than Ancestry.com. I mean, based on our whole conversation, right? I mean, if it wasn't for them, you know, we wouldn't even know who you are. You know, you guys were doing obviously a huge search. And really, it's interesting because it started out with you guys. It was just Grant, your oldest son, who was looking to find out about, you know, his heritage and Mm -hmm. ethnicity and all that. And so, like a lot of people do, it's just interesting and we want to find out where we're from. And this goes down a rabbit hole for you that you didn't know that winds up you find out Julie you ha- bought it for him for Christmas gift really 2017 all right so look so be careful what you wish for that's right be careful but at the same time it, it, you know it's obviously an awesome gift for us so that's the Christmas gift that keeps on giving so if you want to uh, check these guys out uh, to check out your ancestry uh, they got some special holiday pricing uh, right now so you want to check these guys out ancestry.com slash fill ancestry.com slash feel you get your ancestry health kit today and who knows you may find out you have some family you didn't know and so just so you know which now we know we're all family but so hundreds of people have done what you just that's said. why i don't remember <laughs> no idea. i mean zero memory i mean can zero. you give this to miss k i'm the her biggest fan oh, and so see, i'm from wisconsin I'm really i mean it's just more so, than hundreds oh, more than hundreds probably thousands yeah. so just so you know see and i had i just really didn't realize that i i, and I, know I think that's now, common i mean because you know a day in the life is that every day i i, I don't think i've gone a day <laughs> without signing something or Right. In my life, in the last ten years, so it just it so all rolls together. You, when when did anyone get around to reading the note? Well, not that too long after that particular copy, I never read. <laughs> I have no it's memory still of in a where Bible it's somewhere. at. You I'm put sure it in it's a bag. Somewhere. There's a bag that you had sitting There's on the. You're gonna find it somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> well, if you find property. it, you can totally disregard it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We've worked it out. <laughs> I never opened We got it. in touch. So here's <laughs> Who had it and gave it to me? So here's well, what happened. The, then there was another copy that served. See, we made the, multiple copies. And then I had a copy when that I, I got the When I, I was coming down copy. to do the podcast, maybe a couple weeks later. Just two weeks later. I stopped in to uh, Duck Commander to get something because I occasionally stopped there. Well, they handed me your mail and said, can you give this to Phil? which they shouldn't have gave it to me because <laughs> when I got down here and saw I forgot about that. And, it, and what, here, we're back again. So if we did the podcast, you left. <clears throat> and when I walked back out of my truck, I thought, oh, I got Phil's mail. And back then we didn't meet where we do now. We were at a different location. Right. So I got it and handed it to Al. Yep. And Al started, he opened it and started I, reading it no, before I, had, I even left. I had actually already opened the copy you sent to the church. Oh, okay. When you brought the mail in, I was reading it. And you said... I, there, here's the same letter. Oh, that's that what it? happened. Yeah. So, oh, okay. so we both had a copy. So I look at it, and I'm just kind of like, "There's DNA. Oh yeah, this these people think they're related to us. Yeah." And then I look down, and I was like, and I just set it aside, and I started looking through some more stuff. So then Jace is reading it. He said, "Well, they're, they're not. They're saying more than they're related to us. This this person says she's Phil's daughter." Yeah. Then I look back at it, and but I was and like, I skimmed to the picture though. And I said, I think you ought to look into this. So I look something kind of hit me there. So I look back at it. So here, here's what. So I said, Oh no, Jace, this is it says 1975. <laughs> yeah, that's what was so funny. I said 75. <laughs> he was a Christian in 75. This wouldn't have happened after he came to the Lord. And I said, These people, you know, and then <laughs> no, that was it. And Jesus. so like, another, but I, but remember, I started but then Jace doing was the like, math. No, I, I, I said, I, I don't know. That would work. I said there was a few months in the <laughs> transition because I was remembering. It wasn't like when you came to the Lord, 
all the mischief stopped. It was a little bumpy, I think was my phrase. What would you say, Dad? You did you zigzag a little bit. <laughs> I said it was bumpy, and I said, I'm telling you, that picture is just something is telling so me. So I was like, I, okay. I felt strongly about so it. So I didn't throw it away, thank the Lord. I just left it laying right there on this table hmm. in your bedroom now. And so the next week we came back wow. to do the podcast, I picked it up again, and Jace decided. So I said, Jace, after Dad, before Dad got there that time, and I said, I'm going to look into this and, and see. Maybe I can figure something out. And so that's where the process started. It was a, another week before I talked to Zach, and we tried to figure out how to do it and all that. I want to say this. I honestly think me meeting y'all indirectly, because I didn't know, because you didn't tell me that's who you were. I but I think when that. I saw the picture. Oh, maybe it did. I, I didn't thought about that. I just that. think there was something, because I thought at the time, I guess God just was like, Telling me, because mm-hmm. I remember having that feeling that day when I read that and looked, and I said, Al, I think you ought to look into this. Yep. So maybe it was since I just met you when you look at you it. Know, it could have like been, that. or just like I said, God orchestrates yeah. where we're supposed to live, where we're supposed to be. That's right. So it took a few weeks to make it all happen, but then when we finally got the mm-hmm. DNA test, and um, that obviously confirmed it. But it was funny because Jace can tell you this too, uh, by our conversations before we met you, both by text, you and I text each other pretty much every day, and then even our phone conversations. I mean, I just I knew then, like it, it was never a question of not knowing, even before we got the test result. And so I I feel like it's the strangest thing because there is DNA, there is all that there, and once you can get, you know, once you accept that truth that it really is true, mm-hmm. then it's like it's natural. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time that the weirdest thing for me is that. We've never had an awkward moment, not when we met you, not when we were talking, setting up the time. I mean, it just, to me, it always felt right once we established right. the connection. So it's just something about I that. I don't know when I called you in the baton order. You, it was uh, after the worship conference. You were on your you way home. You had been in a worship conference. Yeah. You were done but I didn't know how much of the family oh, you had okay. met. I, I think you may have been the last one. Willie sent me a text. Jep. Yeah called with a group of people that called mm-hmm. but i'm saying i called you just in i don't know if you had talked to anybody like without text or whatever but i remember we mm-hmm. talked you, you for like an hour right and uh i was like that i felt like al i was like oh she's my sister right. I, I remember telling missy i was like if i'd have had that conversation first i was like, i could have saved them some money on a dna <laughs> test because <laughs> it was just i just knew which is mm-hmm. to me what i try to share the same principle about jesus it's like when I first was looking into following Jesus, I hoped it was true. I, I was trying to prove it wrong, or I was. But once I experienced, you know, it being in Jesus, I'm like, oh, I know He's from God. It, yeah. it was like because people say, "How do you have that confidence?" But it's the same thing. That's why this is relationship oriented. Once you get to know somebody, it, it kind of clears up all the loose ends. So, I think you're right, and you know, it's funny. So we went on a trip with uh, Phyllis and Tony fairly early. Well, it was right when, right before COVID, right before the country shut down, and uh, we were in Branson together. And Phyllis, you know how Willie takes his toes and puts them, overlaps them, <laughs> all of his toes? Because he's, he's been doing it since he was a kid. Anything of, will show up on the podcast. That was, one, that was one of the many reasons that started many fights. <laughs> so listen to this, Jazz. You haven't heard this story. So Lisa looks over, and she looks at me, and she says, look at Phyllis's toes. Phyllis has overlapped all of her toes oh, no. and they're sitting on the coffee table and she takes a picture of it, sends it to Willie and Willie says, well, if you'd have sent me this back before the DNA, we'd have saved ourselves a lot of trouble. <laughs> Same thing. It was so funny. It was so like, weird. I've never seen anybody yeah. do that but Willie. So there must have been something in there. It's crazy. Let's take one last break. Just our last segment, I want to talk about your art, Tony. I want to let our folks know about it because what the opportunity because of you guys moving here now, uh, the opportunity we've been able to have is that you've been able to really kind of dive into your artwork and really focus on it, you know, which has been great. Of course, you had two sons uh, that got married. Now, this is the, I think we've talked about the print before. Can we get a good look? Yeah, there it is. Awesome. For those of you watching it, uh, tell us first this particular painting, uh, why you painted it and who you gave it to. Sure. We we knew that we were going to meet you all for the first time back in it was february 21st so we decided that uh you know we want to bring a gift bring something upon the first time meeting so i painted this uh oil painting here uh, of a wood duck and presented it to uh phil and miss k um as a gift 
Yeah. And so um, it hangs now in Miss Kay's private collection, which is a... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that... I, knew, I knew that was gonna, which is which means it's hanging on her wall in her living room, right behind her chair, right. right yeah. her chair. And uh, and I've had a lot of people comment on it, so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna make some prints of this. And so, um, and I was unsure about that at first. I'm like, that's special. That's just for them. And he's like, but people really love that. Right. So he asked her, and of course, you know, Miss Kay's like, oh, sure. Make copies or so you, it's yeah. a, you got a limited edition. You're, you're doing 500 of them. 500, 500 prints. Limited edition. And then mom and dad are going to sign every print. Every one. Sell. It's so not it's a the digital. best portrait of a wood duck that I've ever seen. It's, it's just like one. It's, I, mean, and look, I hope you're watching. And he's got a little reflection of him down here on the water, which was a nice little touch. <laughs> yeah. As an art connoisseur, no doubt was such hard a to do. Listen to this, yeah. So, uh, so, so they're so, not digital uh, signatures. The actual signatures, right. Phil and Miss K, and myself as the artist, and each one is signed and numbered. And yeah, limited edition, yeah. five hundred. Yeah. So tell folks yeah. how they can get them. Sure, if you go to TonyThomasArt.com. And it's right there on the website. You click on it, you buy it, and after you click on checkout, just add Phil in the discount code, and I'm offering twenty percent off. There okay. you go. Unashamed listeners, you got a good deal on top of that, which is yeah. awesome. Uh, and I wanted to be sure and tell folks about it before Christmas because it'd be a great uh, it'd be a great gift to, to somebody. I mean, so. artists are weird. <laughs> but, but you have to have them. I mean, well, I mean, I mean you need them. And obviously, we've established from Exodus that God is the one who invented hey. them, right? Oh, yeah. I had it's, to look it's it up. foundation. I don't. It's, you know, well, first, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, so he's a creator. It's, it's beautiful. It's, he like is that. the greatest artist of all time. I like yep. where you're going with that. And, That's uh, what I was thinking. But we don't have enough time for all of that. But, <laughs> no, but, you're uh, right on target. Yeah, he, he is the greatest artist of all time. And, you know, our where we get the the elements and the principles of design, the elements of art today, comes from God's creation. Correct. You know, line, color, shape, form, and all those things. That's face Its it, foundation Jace. is in God. Yeah. Salt water could not have... What department in salt water put that kind of color on a bird, a duck? Not just one of many. Luck. Mm. That would be and what, the department in salt water. And what department in salt water then gave the guy the ability to then paint it where it looked exactly like the actual b- I think birds. that Tell would also it. be in the luck mm-hmm. department. I mean, come on. It's just too much, right? I was trying to think of a department that I no longer use. You know, the longer I've been in Jesus, the less I use the word luck. But if you were right. saying that it was built from salt water, well, that would be a major department. Luck. Mm-hmm. I mean... Okay. So you get so you also did uh, which I was able to observe both your painting of it and then your giving it. You did portraits. Uh, your two sons got married this yeah. year. Uh, and those were amazing. Those were amazing. When I saw that, I thought it was somebody had taken a picture, and I thought, well, that's neat. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> Oh, he painted that because <laughs> you would never believe someone actually painted that. that so if it's uh, and if it's okay with you, we'll we'll show a picture of that to our yeah, audience. Yeah, sure. Tell, it, tell them how long it took you to paint it. So about each one took me about five or six weeks. Yeah, that's painting what I'm almost every day. You don't just oh, let me knock this one out for you. <laughs> but those yeah, are pretty, those are of some size. Those are like twenty four well, by yeah. thirty. It's those really, take a while. Really you know, impressive. Well, it was such level. a beautiful to me. It was such a beautiful wedding gift to your kids because. You know, both the pictures that you used to then do the painting, it, it captured them so brilliantly, like their personalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it was really well done. And I mean, what 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 better thing could you give them than your your ability and your art? And, you know? and as an artist, that's what you try to do. You're not just trying to, you know, I work off of photographs. People ask me that all the time. Well, can I send you a photo and do a painting? And so, yeah, there's a place on my website you can click on custom painting, mm-hmm. submit a photo, and I'll, and I'll give you a quote. But I try to go beyond that to capture their personality, who they are, I try to capture yeah. the oh, essence of, of, what's, yeah. of what's going on, the type of event. Is it romantic or is it lively or, or whatever? And I think that's the difference, Tony, for me. I mean, I'm no you know, art person. But but when I saw like you painted one of an older gentleman, and he had like a, one of those either World War Two or Korean mm. War, Korean veteran Korean cat. veteran hats, yeah. And you know, it was somebody commissioned you to do it as her dad or whatever. But when I, you were working on it, and when you finished that, I looked at that, and it was interesting because I could just look at a picture and think, oh, yeah, it's, it's an old guy who was a Korean vet. But when I saw your painting, 
it felt more, I felt more connected to who this person was. You used to look at it and think, man, this old guy, he was probably Patriot through and through somebody's grandpa. I mean, mm-hmm. like it brings out more to life in a painting, you know, and think about it. Paintings were around obviously way longer than photographs. Right. I mean, in the day, that's how you knew. So, and you're trying to capture what's important for that por- for that painting. Maybe his hat was important because that says who he is. Right. Maybe if I did a portrait of Jace, maybe it's his beard, maybe it's his hat or something about it, or maybe it's someone's hands that, that says a lot about them. And that's what you're wanting to capture. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is probably, and so, and you don't really, mm. nobody taught you that, right? I mean, no. that just, just was there, right? And, and it's just developed as you've gotten yeah. older. You know, I, you know, people say all the time, oh, you're so talented and everything. But I just have to say it is 100% a gift from God. Right. I mean, you have to work, you have to work in that process and you have to develop it. But it is, it is a God thing. So I I'm very I, thankful I, for I that. I don't know why this story popped into my head, but I remember Cy telling the story about he had a, he had he was dating some girl and he brought her to meet the family and one of his aunts that I don't think we never got to know. She would always just say something nice about everything. And so I was like, But I'm gonna tell you I like this girl, but she's ugly. You know. And he said, I was wondering, what is she gonna say? I mean, 'cause this she just you know, Sai telling a story. He was probably embellishing on how ugly she was. And I was like, Well, Sai, why were you with her? He's like, That's not the point. <laughs> So he gets there with her, and he said, here she came with the aunt. She said, you have such a beautiful, and so I was like, I was on the edge of my seat saying, what is he going to say? You have a beautiful neck. (laughs) 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 He said, I knew right then. Yep. You can find something positive. You can find something positive. That's the artist. He was highlighting Mm -hmm. the neck. The neck. What's what's important. Right. right. He's skilled at that, by the way. Yeah, he can I, actually say something positive about something. The rest of us are like going, mm. "He's like, oh, but this is wonderful." He can yeah. do that. Pretty so, quickly. Tony, anything else for that? Yeah, I was going to say, going back to the wood duck uh, print, we get a lot of emails, a lot of letters coming in, uh, talking about how <laughs> meaningful it is. Which I didn't think that would even happen. Someone would write in, send us an email, and say. Hey, I heard your wife's story. Uh, I found my dad too, and I really want to buy that, you know, wood duck print because it's a it's a symbol of of, of that event, reconnection. That's yeah, a good word, of redemption, of yeah. forgiveness. Awesome. And I had another person write in and said that um, her and her husband was going through a rough patch, and uh, she referred to it. She says, "I want to buy your wood duck print." It referred to it as a beacon of hope, and she wanted it in her home because. It was a symbol that uh, that God's not finished yet, wow. and so that's really, I mean, that's more than art, yeah. you know, to me. That's that's, that's meaningful. Yeah. It that's, is. That's, that's ministry. art and ministry. And so I'm I'm very thankful for that. I that's think that's awesome. the whole reason God decided to put Jesus on the cross because when you see a cross now, it that's right. you, it's symbolic. You, it, yeah, it, it goes to which okay. is interesting because you're right from a Christian's view. I mean, that's a torturous, terrible. It'd be like an electric chair. If you just looked at it for what it does, but when you think about what it held, mm-hmm. that's why it's been such. How much artwork includes crosses now? You know, oh, yeah. uh, for the last two thousand <laughs> years, he's, he's taken me to Italy, and I can tell you, <laughs> uh, more than a, you want to see in a few trip. Right? Thousand paintings with crosses in it. Well, you know that went by fast. Uh, it did. I'm glad y'all came. We'll Thanks just have to us. update. Glad from you time got to, to see time. me. I'm glad I got to see you too. <laughs> so check out Tony Thomas Art. Dot com. Right. So check it out and, uh, and get one of those prints if you'd like for Christmas. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.